All right. Okay, so what is, a, what is a block? So basically we're talking about anything that stops completely or slows down the conduction of depolarization. It can happen at the SA node, AV node, the bundle of his, the right and left bundle branches, and the two subdivisions of the left bundle branch, the anterior and posterior fascicles, okay? Patient can have more than one type of blocks, and so we'll dive into those today and explore what those will look like on an EKG. We talked, I think we talked about this a bit last week when we talked about escape rhythms, okay? But, but more specifically, we call this a sinus or exit block. It's an unhealthy sinus node, um, and what happens is basically it kind of quits working for a little bit, so you get a pause. Sometimes you may get that escape rhythm where the atria or the AV node or ventricles kicks in and starts working, and sometimes things may just go right back to normal. We call this a sinus block or sinus exit block. Again, you can have an escape beat or escape rhythm start up from somewhere else, but anytime you've got a little pause like that, just a sinus or exit block. Um, there's something we call sick sinus syndrome, and for people who have really sick hearts, it's um, something we see in the old folks, and what happens is the, you get the significant bradycardia that happens, um, and you don't get these normal escape mechanisms from the atria in the, in the junctional focus. So you just get a really slow bradycardia, okay? And what can happen is you can, these folks need a pacemaker. More specifically, we'll just kind of show you something in the same class of things that we call tachybrady syndrome, where you get the slow, slow rhythm followed by super fast rhythms like atrial fibrillation or atrial flutter, SVT, and it goes back and forth from super slow to super fast, okay? And that, those patients require also require a pacemaker. And what happens is that uh, you put them on a, give them a pacemaker for the really slow rhythms, but then you have to either do, give them medication or do what's called an ablation to, to slow down the fast stuff. So they need kind of double treatment, something for the fast stuff, something for the slow stuff. Okay, so they get a, a pacemaker, they do ablation therapy to the spot that's causing the atrial flutter or the SVT, and you give them, or you can give them antiarrhythmics to slow them down as well. This is a picture of sick sinus syndrome or tachybrady syndrome. You can see they've got um, some irregular looking stuff up here. You've got SVT followed by a little, mm, yeah, it continues SVT. You've got a big sinus block or exit block here. You just get this big pause. Um, and then you've got, uh, it's kind of even hard to tell what it all is, isn't it? And then you've got this other SVT here. Um, and it looks like I got a little atrial fibrillation potentially or flutter even. It gets a little funny looking through here. So you get, you get a kind of a, just a catch-all um, of the rhythms there, okay? So super fast, super slow, tachybrady syndrome. You'll see that from time to time. Those patients need a pacemaker and ablation or medications for the fast stuff. All right, so the AV block, that's the main thing we're gonna really kind of get into today. You'll have to forgive me, because last night I was sitting here putting together slides, and uh, I was looking, because I've kind of mixed things up from last year. So I was trying to pull stuff from old lectures into the new lectures. And, um, and uh, so there may be like double slides in here because I thought I didn't know I had pulled them all over there yet. So I was looking at all my other stuff to try to find it. And so there's probably some double slides in here. I've tried to eliminate that, but there may be a few. So um, basically, AV blocks retard or eliminate conduction from the atria to the ventricle. So we're talking about a block that's happening here, right? AV block, AV node. So everything's happened normally up here, the SA node for now, and, it's the, or, and the AV block is what's causing us to have the issue. Okay, the AV node is what's having the issue. So it can be um, one of three different types of blocks. We've got a first degree AV block, 
second degree AV block type one and type two, and we've got third degree AV blocks. Actually, we've got four, four AV blocks we're talking about, okay? Two types in the type two. Okay, AV blocks, first degree AV block, second degree AV block, type one and type two, and third degree AV block, and we'll get into those in more detail in just a second, okay? So what is a first degree AV block? Well, really, it's, it should be considered a delay. It doesn't completely block anything, but it slows things down. So um, I went to Chicago, oh man, it's been a long time ago, 15, 20 years ago. And a buddy of mine from college, we, we liked baseball. We thought we would travel to all these different baseball stadiums and visit them all, went down to Dallas and, and that kind of thing, and up to Milwaukee and Chicago uh, to see the Cubs and White Sox and stuff play. And while we were in Chicago, it was the first time in any city like that, you go from, I don't know how many lanes they had, maybe four or five, you know, because they're a big city, splitting into like a dozen to go through these toll booths. You guys ever been to Chicago? Or, yeah. So you got to split out into these toll booths, and, that, and then you got to, everybody's got to merge back together again, and that just slows everything really way down. So I kind of think about that as a first-degree AV block. Getting there, and it gets to the AV node, or it gets to the, 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 the toll, toll booth, and everything kind of comes to a halt, and it takes forever for it to, the impulse to travel and get back on the interstate and go fast, okay? So the impulse is getting to the AV node just fine. It sits here for a minute, and the normal pause that we have to let the ventricles fill, but it's longer than that because it's just slower to get through that AV node, okay? So all we have here, again, is a PR prolongation because it's taking longer from, for the ventricles to conduct after the impulse from the SA node. Does everybody follow that okay? Okay, so basically you've got a normal P, P wave followed by a prolonged PR interval that's greater than 0.20 seconds. That's a first degree AV block, okay, just delayed. Um, and that PR interval, the key here compared to some of these other blocks we'll talk about in a minute, that PR interval remains constant every single time. From beat to beat, it's the exact same length every time. There's no, there's no randomness to it, okay? So 0.20, I'm sorry, 0.2 seconds, it's constant, and it's, uh, and it's just slightly delayed there, okay? Or it can be significantly delayed. Typically, it does not cause any significant symptoms. It's not really something that's going to bother your patient very much. It's just something we note on the EKG. Nothing we really have to get too excited about. Nothing we really need to do about it so much, okay? Things that can cause that would be beta blockers, calcium channel blockers, DIG. Those things can prolong the interval. An increased vagal tone, like the PR, a prolonged PR interval in things like athletes during sleep, cough, when they urinate, um, and it can be a normal physiological thing. That reminds me of one thing I wanted to show you guys. Oh, fiddle. Oh, here it is. We were talking, somebody had a question earlier about junctional rhythm in athletes, and so during your quiz I pulled this up. Yeah, so sometimes it can be a normal finding in an athlete where you get a junctional escape rhythm because of the increased vagal tone in those patients. So sometimes it, that's what it'll be, okay? Um, so that, I just thought that was a neat aside. That's an article you guys can, I can post later and you guys can look at that if you want to. That just reminded me of that. Sorry. Okay, where were we? It is really hot in here, y'all. Oh my gosh. I'm dying. Okay, um, so first degree AV block, a prolonged PR interval, 0 0.20 seconds. It's constant from beat to beat, and um, that's really essentially first degree AV block, okay? Things are slowing down at the AV node. So now we have some examples of that. 
The cool thing about first degree AV block is greater than 0.20 seconds. What's, some, what's something that's obviously 0.20 seconds on the EKG paper is one square, okay? So what I always like to do if I'm looking for a first degree AV block is look for a P wave that kind of lands straight up and down like this one on a, on a block like that. And if it, the PR interval extends beyond that block, then I know I've got a first degree AV block. The other more labor intensive way to do it would be to get out your calipers and find you one like that and measure it. And then when I, once you kind of take the measurement with your calipers, take that and move it down to one of your solid lines and see if it's greater than one block, okay? So anything greater than one big block, 0 0.20 seconds of the PR interval, that's a first degree AV block. So the example up here shows a PR interval that is 0 0.26 seconds. And as you see, it's the same every single time. It's constant. And so we have a first degree AV block. Pretty simple, right? Yes. Not sure. Go see. Would there, would there uh, be an instance where you don't have a T wave, and so that uh, AV block looks more like a T wave instead of the G wave, because it's just so prolonged? Um, I can't think of a situation in which you wouldn't have a T wave. Sometimes they may be a little flattened, but okay. should be there. Okay. All right. We'll skip that slide for now. I'll come back to something like that in a minute. So second degree AV block, okay? So there's two types, you got, it gets kind of tricky here. There's Mobitz 1 and Mobitz 2, okay? And Mobitz 1 has, a, has another name which is called Winky Bach, okay? So you have a second degree AV block, it's also Mobitz 1, it's also Winky Bach, and then you've got Mobitz 2 over here, okay? We'll, we'll break those down. So these fall under your type 2 AV blocks. So these are also incomplete heart blocks. They just have a slowdown in the conduction at the AV node. And what happens is that um, they eventually will drop a QRS complex. So eventually you'll have a P wave without a QRS complex in these blocks, okay? Let's start out with Winky Bach. Love that name, Winky Bach. Um, it's Mobitz type one is the other name. It's a second degree AV block. And what happens with this one is Winky Bach takes a walk. Okay, that's the way I've always been taught it and the way I help remember it. Winky Bach takes a walk. What that means is the PR interval takes a walk, gradually getting longer and longer and longer each, each time it has a QRS complex until eventually you, you drop the QRS complex altogether, okay? So it's a progressive lengthening of the PR interval from beat to beat until you finally drop a QRS complex. Now we put that as a ratio where maybe you have four P waves to three QRS complexes. Um, you know, just put it as a ratio is one way you can kind of note that. Um, and also, whenever you drop that QRS complex, you end up kind of having uh, what we call group beating. You have a PR, uh, PR, uh, a PR interval that's you know, relatively short or whatever, QRS complex, and you get a P wave with a longer PR interval, and then you get a really long PR interval until eventually you just drop the QRS complex, okay? I didn't leave enough room to make that very clear. But. So you, you get this the pro progressive lengthening of the PR interval, right? Until eventually, you, we'll bring that down here, you drop, drop the um, QRS complex altogether. You just have a P wave followed by uh, it restarting itself all over again, okay? But what happens is you get this, um, 
Ignore that there's no P waves, okay? It's just for example. So you end up getting what we kind of call a group beating here, okay? Where things kind of cluster together, and I'll show you that in a second, okay? So you get what's called group beating. Again, most of these patients are asymptomatic. Occasionally, uh, they can progress into a complete AV block, which we'll talk about in a minute. All right, so this is Winky Bop. You've got a PR interval relatively short compared to the others, getting gradually longer, getting gradually longer until eventually you've got a P wave and there's a drop in the QRS complex, followed by it starting all over again, okay? So what's happening is that the SA node is sending the wave of depolarization down to the AV node. The AV node takes a minute to kind of do its thing, sends it down, gets there. It's, it's even slower this time. It's not ready for that impulse. It takes it even longer, sends it down, until eventually it just decides, screw you, I'm not going to do anything at all, okay, and drops that QRS complex altogether. And then after it's had a chance to kind of rest and recuperate, the thing starts back over again, okay? So it, had that, didn't, it missed the QRS complex, so now it's ready to start receiving those impulses again. So that's, that's Winky Bach. Again, PR interval gradually getting longer and longer and longer until you have a P wave without a QRS complex. Okay? That's type one, uh, second degree type one. Excellent question. Yes. Um, in a minute, I'm going to talk to you about the four different things that can cause you to have too many P waves, one of which perfect is a blocked PAC. Okay. The other clue with a, with a blocked PAC is that, the again, you're right about the PR intervals being um, lengthening. That's one clue. And also if the P wave doesn't hap happen prematurely, um, which we'll talk about in a minute. If, it's, if this is irregular, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. But that's perfect. You're exactly right. In this situation, it's because the PR interval gradually gets longer, okay? All right, um, happens in a small percentage of normal people and not uncommonly in well-trained athletes at rest. So uh, again, one of those things probably on that article may tell you that Winky Bot could be seen in an athlete as well as like a junctional rhythm. It can happen in people with an inferior MI um, and things like ischemic heart disease, digitalis, beta blockers, calcium channel blockers. So anything kind of slowing down things at that AV node um, can cause you to go into a Winky Bot. Usually, again, no treatment necessary for type 1, um, Mobitz type 1. Now, second degree AV block type 2, or Mobitz 2, is a different story, okay? It's less common, but it's more serious. These patients often will go into a full or complete heart block, potentially, and may require a pacemaker, okay? Whereas Winky Bach does not. This one may. Now what happens is the PR interval remains exactly the same with, and then eventually you drop the QRS complex. So instead of walking out like Winky Bach does, the PR interval remains constant and then you drop the QRS complex. Now the number of P waves and QRS complexes that happen before it drops can, can vary in both of these situations. It doesn't always have to be a certain number. Again, this is one generally is an indication, an indication for a pacemaker. And, um, oh shoot, there was a guy on, uh, I guess watching, I get on YouTube, not YouTube, but Facebook and just watch these little videos people put up there. Did you guys see the one with the comedian? That, 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 that was kind of funny, wasn't it? 
I, 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 sometimes one of my, 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 my voice, uh, sorry, if there's anybody that's I'm trying to make fun of him. This guy's a, <laughs> me. Uh, I want my, 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 my voice to be on the GPS. So, so, so I want to turn, turn, turn right up, make, make a U-turn. <laughs> I thought the guy was pretty funny. So anyway, you have to see it. All right, so maybe I could be that comedian. All right, so um, can cause the feeling, so where are we at? Good grief. The heat and everything is just getting to me. <laughs> All right. Does that help? Y'all want to do that? I'm, I'm fine with that. That's cool. Is it? I think it's cooler out here yet, but maybe. If it gets hotter, let me know. We'll turn it. Shut the door. Okay. All right. Mobitz type 2. Again, a constant PR interval, eventually dropping the QRS complex. So that's your type 2 blocks. You're dropping the QRS, right? So Winky Bot gradually getting longer PR interval, whereas type 2 is going to have a steady, constant PR interval. Really, that's all there is to these things. And all I really want you to take away from this is that type two, Mobitz type two may need a pacemaker and WinkyBot potentially is no big deal, okay? That's the take home points from these. All right, so here's an example of type two, or Mobitz type two. See the PR interval is the same every single time until eventually you get a P wave with a dropped QRS complex, and then right back to where you started. Okay, that's Mobitz type two. PR interval remains exactly the same, remains constant, and then you drop the QRS complex. Yes? Yes, yes. Um, and we're, we'll talk about that in more detail. I'm gonna compare them all here in just a minute. That's perfect. Um, and we'll tell you how to distinguish the difference and compare them all, okay? So those are good questions. Um, so the PR interval remains constant, and the, the way, I guess we'll go ahead and talk about it now. When the PR interval remains constant, and you've got a dropped uh, uh, QRS complex, the way you wanna know if it's, if it's a P blocked PAC versus a, a type two Mobitz, Mobitz type two, good grief, um, is to measure out your, your P to P intervals, okay? So if it's a PAC, it should ca happen prematurely. And in this situation here, it's not happening prematurely. It's happening dead on time, okay? And we'll compare it in a little bit more detail in a minute. But if you, if you measure out the P2P intervals, they, they land exactly where they're supposed to land, exactly where that's, that, that P wave should be is where it's at. Now, if it was over here and you drop the QRS complex, it's premature, then you have a blocked PAC. Very good. Good insight. I like it. All right, so again, winky bock, no big deal. Mobitz, something, something's going on that's not normal, not right. Those patients may end up needing a pacemaker, okay? Um, this is just an FYI. I won't throw this at you on a quiz, okay, or a test. A two-to-one winky bock versus a two-to-one Mobitz look exactly the same. I'm not going to ask you to tell me which one it is because it would be just a random picking, okay? But in the real world, if that ever happens, and I can't say personally it's ever, I've ever seen it, but it, I'm sure it exists, and people may come across it a lot more often than I do, um, what you do is a vagal maneuver to try to change that rate or that ratio in order to kind of help see what's going on. Um, so in other words, what's happening is you've got, um, a, a PR interval with a QRS complex followed by a drop beat, followed by, well, I forgot my T wave, didn't I? 
followed by a drop beat, followed by another one, followed by another drop beat, and so on. And so you can't tell if the PR intervals were going to get longer or not because there wasn't anything next to it to compare it to, right? So how do I know this is a, a Winky Bach or a Mobitz Type 2, which is just going to remain the same and drop? Well, you don't, so based on that information alone. So what they're saying is do a vagal maneuver. It might increase the number of the cycles of the Winky Bach, so you can look to see if the PR interval got longer or not. Okay, that's the, that's the only thing there. What's that, bud? Right. This is if um, if you have more than um, more than one set of P wave with QR. Right. Um, I'm not sure if I'm following your question real well, but. The you know if you've only got one PR interval to look at, no, it's not. It's a good thought, but yeah, that's that wouldn't be right. So um, that's not how. It, no, it's okay. It's, you don't know. It's a, so it, it's yeah. I mean that that wouldn't help you. So in Winky Bach, yes, it will get eventually prolonged. It's not always. Again, your, your first PR interval in a Winky Bach may be a completely normal duration. Okay, it doesn't have to be prolonged. It does get eventually get prolonged because it, it gets longer and longer each time. But uh, that initial one may may be within that 0 0.20 seconds or less. And if that's the only one you got to look at, then you don't necessarily know what's going on. Okay. If you want to learn more about that, this is all I'm going to say about it today. It's on page 164.65 of Goldberger. Okay. Third degree AV block, complete heart block, okay? Uh, just like we talked about ventricular tachycardia having AV dissociation. It, it, my wife and I sometimes don't know what's going on in the house together. We don't communicate very well sometimes. So the same thing is happening in the atria and the ventricles. They, they're not communicating with each other. They're doing their own thing. And that's complete or third degree AV heart block, okay? They, they, they're working completely independently of each other. And this is potentially life-threatening. These people do need a, a pacemaker, okay? Um, so what happens, there's P waves that are present with a regular atrial rate that's going to be faster than the ventricles. It can even be a rate that's being um, started in the SA node, okay? It can be originating in the SA node, and the SA node's depolarizing very normally at a normal rate, but the impulse is not getting past here. You've got a complete block happening there. There's, there's, it's just like getting get to the toll booth, and you just come to a dead stop. You're not going any further right there. You're out of gas. Car broke down, okay? It broke. So, so you get right there, and there's nothing happening down here. So the, the ventricles are relying completely on an ectopic place in the ventricles to, to, uh, to, to contract. And so you get a much slower rate. If it's down here in the Purkinje fibers, it's 20 to 40 beats per minute, right? If it's somewhere up here in the bundle of his, it may be a little bit faster than that. Um, but it's going to be slower than the, than the, than the atria, okay? Because you've got two different pace, things pacing the heart. They've got no relation to each other. The P waves are going to be doing their own thing. The QRS complexes are going to fall where they're going to fall, and it's going to be all completely random. So your PR intervals are completely variable and random because they're not, they're not connected and they're not talking to each other, okay? So here's third degree AV block. You've got a P wave here, and if you march out the P waves, they're going to be, going to be regular, okay? So if you follow the P waves here and here, 
here and here, here and here, they're going to remain regular. And if you see that one lands right inside that T wave, so the T wave looks different than that one because there's a P wave inside of it. You march over there, P waves remain, remain the same. Excuse me. Same with the QRS complexes, they're going to remain regular, but you can see they're at a different rate, okay? So the, the rate of the, of the atria um, would be 300, 150, 100. Wait a minute, can't see it. 300, 150, 100, 75, between 170, you know, 75 to 100 beats per minute, whereas your ventricular rate would be 300, 150, 100, 75, 60, 50, much slower than that. I'm not going to do the calculation, okay? So you've got a slower you got a slower ventricular rate. It's wide and bizarre because it's coming from somewhere down in, that, in the ventricle. It's taking longer to conduct all the way across the ventricles, right? If it's on the right side, it's gonna have to go all the way across. Or left side, it's gonna have to go all the way across. So you get a, a delay in that. So we have a ventricular, essentially we have a ventricular escape rhythm down here doing its thing while the SA node or whatever in the atria is firing, causing it to do its own thing. Does everybody make sense? Make sense? Okay, yes ma'am. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll, if I want you to do one or the other, I'll let you know. But the key for the patient, okay, in, in real world scenario, I mean, what's going to cause them to decompensate is going to be the slow ventricular rate. So ventricular rate becomes the most important thing in that situation. Um, so if, if you've got a pretty decent ventricular rate, they may sustain it a lot better than they do if they've got a rate of 30 in the ventricles, right? So clinically speaking, it's that ventricular rate that we have the most concern about. But yeah, if I'm going to ask you, I'll ask you to which one. Okay. Again, the width of the QRS complex depends on the location of the block in the AV junction. Okay, if you get uh, a stimulus that's up, um, uh, what does it say here? Normally, by, like again, in the junction, the AV junction, you're going to get a narrow QRS complex, just like our junctional rhythm. Okay, you got a narrow QRS complex. If it's down below that. Uh, if the block is below the bundle of his and you're having to have a paste, uh, it's paced by somewhere in the Purkinje fibers, then it's going to be 20 to 40 beats per minute, and you're going to have a much wider, more bizarre-looking QRS complex, so ventricular escape rhythm. So basically all this is saying is it's either a junctional escape rhythm or a ventricular escape rhythm occurring down in the ventricles, while the SA node or whatever in the atria is doing its own thing. Okay. And again, the wider the QRS complex, generally the slower the rate, and that tends to be less stable than the narrow complexes because it's, 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 um, it's slower. Cardiac output goes down. Have you all done the cardiac output formula? Heart rate times the stroke volume equals, equals cardiac output. So you decrease the heart rate. You know, as part of that equation, you're decreasing your cardiac output. And, um, and so that's why they're, they're more likely to decompensate. Okay. So older patients, degenerative changes in their conduction systems uh, doesn't have to be related to any infarction that they, they've had just because they're old and it, the getting, things are getting degenerative, okay? Just like my knees and all that stuff. We get older and we start falling apart. Digitoxication, Lyme disease, these are just a few things. You don't have to remember all of these, but just know age will do it. Degenerative changes in the conduction system, MIs, different things like that can cause um, third-degree AV block. can be life-threatening. They may come to the emergency room. They had a syncopal spell. We call it an Adams-Stokes attack, and that's just because the ventricles are going so slow. There's, the cardiac output's going down. It's not getting up to the brain, and they, and they fall out, okay? 
Very slow rates can actually cause QT prolongation. It's really severe, and if you get that, what happens when you get prolonged QT? Uh, you can get vent dangerous ventricular arrhythmias. So you can go to VTAC, which will lead to VFib, which leads to cardiac arrest, which becomes bad news. So third degree AV block is one of those deals we need to address, okay? Uh, and those patients will need a, need a pacemaker. So severe exertional dyspnea and fatigue, they're really short of breath, they get up, they can't hardly do anything. Their cardiac, you know, you get up and you move, your body should have your heart rate increase, right? You, you exercise, your heart rate gets faster to compensate for the, for the oxygen demand that you have. Well, these patients get up and they move and their heart rate's going nowhere. So they get really short of breath, really fatigued, and they, and they just, just can't, can't take it. Have you guys talked about polyuria? Okay, good. So this is a little, this is from Amal Matu, the guy I was talking about earlier. Uh, electrocardiographic polyuria. Too much pee. Right? Ha, 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 ha. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> okay, so, so we've, we've got an EKG, you're looking at it, and there's too many P's, too much P going on. There's electrocardiographic polyuria. When you see that, think one of four things. Uh, it can be a blocked PAC. Very good, okay. It can be a Mobitz type 1 winky Bach. Remember, you're going to have a P wave with a drop QRS complex there too. Mobitz type 2, dropping the QRS complex, so there's a P wave without that. Third degree AV block, the atrial rate's faster than the ventricle, so you got too much P, okay? Electrocardiographic polyuria. Think one of these four things. Which one is it? The secret, the secret lies in the PR interval, okay? This is the key right here. You gotta look at your PR intervals, and then this is all a piece of cake. Everything we just talked about comes down to this. What's the PR interval doing, okay? So let's take a look at that secret chart. I made a chart for you, yes. We all like charts. All right, so what happens? We look at the regularity. You can see all three of these are completely regular. The only one that's not is the PAC. So if the P wave that is missing, the, if the P wave is premature, you've got a PAC done. Okay, done. Measure out your P, P to P intervals. You got a P that lands too soon, it's coming too fast. That's a blocked PAC, okay? Too much P. Now, Mobitz 1, 2, 3, they're all regular, so you can't tell the difference based on that. So we have to go over here to the other side of the chart that I made for you, the PR interval, okay? If you think back to Winky Bach, which is Mobitz type 1, the PR interval gradually gets longer. It's increasing in size, and then you drop a QRS complex. Mobitz type 2, the PR interval remains exactly the same. It's constant every time before you drop the QRS complex. Third degree AV block, it's randomly changing because the, the atria is not talking to the ventricles. They have nothing to do with each other. So the PR interval may be short, long, longer, shorter, shorter, longer, whatever. It's going it's to be completely random. There's no pattern to it whatsoever. AV heart block. <laughs> okay. That's, that's this lecture in a nutshell, okay, in a chart. So that's pretty much all you got. Too many Ps. It's one of those four things. This chart will help you sort out which one it is, okay? EKG on the previous slide. Well, we got too many Ps, so it's either a blocked PAC, right? Mobitz, it's a type one, AV, uh, type, one um, uh, <laughs> type one AV block, a type two AV block, type one or two, Winky Bach or Mobitz two, or we have a complete AV block. Okay, so let's measure out our P, P to P intervals and see what happens, okay? That looks regular to me, okay? So it's not a blocked PAC happening over here. It's not premature. 
This one that's too much is not happening early, so it's either it's one of our AV blocks that we've talked about today. Now, let's look at the PR interval and decide which one we think it is, okay? PR interval looks that way there. Oh, you even got a P wave right there. Um, and it looks the same right there, same right there, same right there. It's pretty constant, right? So what's happening here is that we've got a type 2 uh, AV block, or Mobitz 2. See how easy that is? Okay. So P waves march out regularly. It's, it's one of our AV blocks that we talked about. And then you just look back at your PR interval and decide. Okay. So we've got a constant PR interval here with a dropped QRS complex, Mobitz type 2. Why is the QRS complex so wide? Um, it's just an aberrant conduction into the ventricles. Good question. It's just an aberrancy. Can't tell you exactly why. But it's not, travel, it's not traveling normally down through the ventricles. Okay. Electrocardiographic polyuria. All right, so bundle branch blocks. Everybody good with the AV blocks? Type one, then you got Winky Bach, and Mobitz two, and complete heart block, or third degree AV block. They all got different names, they have several names of pieces, why? But uh, just, you got that. All right, so bundle branch block. So instead of an AV block happening up here at the AV node, now we're talking about a block in the bundle branches. Okay, so we have um, the left bundle branch over here, right, and the right bundle branch over here on this side. So what happens in, uh, is that the, the wave of depolarization gets blocked from going down one side or the other. So instead of traveling normally down a little bit early on the left side and then down the right side as normal, um, one side just doesn't, isn't going to work at all. So we're going completely down the left side or completely down the right side. And that's going to give us a different appearance on the EKG. All right. So let's go back to our normal ventricular depolarization, and we'll think about uh, what's happening there, okay? Start back with that. So you got, you got your wave of depolarization coming from the SA node, going down to the AV node, down to the left, down to the left, right? Um, doing a little Cupid shuffle, and then it comes down to the AV node, and we get it go down the left side just a little bit prematurely. If you remember, the intraventricular septum then depolarizes from the left down to the right, a little bitty burst like that. So sometimes we'll get a, depending on what lead we're looking at, we'll get a short R wave or short Q wave, okay? And then we get the big impulse that goes over and to the left as the rest of the ventricle depolarizes. The mass of the left ventricle is generally larger, right, in a healthy heart. It's going to be bigger, so the, the vector goes down and to the left. And so then we get uh, a, a bigger wave going like that, depending, again, on which lead we're looking at. Make sense, right? Okay. So what happens now is that the normal wave of depolarization is going to be up, upset because one of these bundle branches is not working right. Um, and, and what happens because one side is not working right, it's, it's, it's um, the wave of depolarization takes longer to get across. So bundle branches have wide QRS complexes. When I first got into nursing and we talked about bundle branch blocks, I didn't know the difference between a left bundle branch block or right bundle branch block. The way we just determined was, was the QRS wide or not, okay? And so that's the basic part of it. We talk about the normal QRS duration being less than 0.1 second, right? So anything greater than 0.1 second is considered a bundle branch block. Um, there's two types, though. So there's an incomplete and there's a complete. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. 
greater than 0.1 second, think of, think of a bundle branch block. It's longer than normal. Something's blocking it, making the wave of depolarization take longer. Good with that? Okay. Okay, this is just what I just said. So the first phase of depolarization, the interventricular septum causes the uh, small septal R wave in lead V1 and this, or a small septal Q wave in the, in the left chest leads over there in V6. The second wave of depolarization then causes, goes towards that left ventricle, and so you get that big spike there. All right? Now, in the right bundle branch block, let's walk through this. <clears throat> All right, there's a road shut down, causing problems, traffic jam. It's on the right side over here, okay? The right bundle branch is blocked. Traffic's not going that way. The only way it can go down is on the left side. Well, in the normal interventricular conduction, it comes down the left side first anyway, right? So not gonna really mess up anything over there. So you'll still get that normal wave coming, coming down like that. You can still get a little septal R, septal uh, S, or septal Q, excuse me. Um, then the wave of depolarization still isn't gonna be affected by the right bundle branch block initially. And so you get a wave of depolarization that started going that way, but then the right ventricle is still taking forever to depolarize because there's nothing on this right side that was working, okay? The right bundle branch kept the Purkinje fibers and everything from doing its job. And so what happens is the wave of depolarization will then shift again towards the right, so you have three phases of uh, ventricular depolarization, okay? So what happens is that you get uh, this. Go back to our QRS nomenclature, right? You'll get an RSR prime in V1 or a QRS in V6. Okay, and let's talk about why that is in those particular leads. Help you grasp it hopefully a little bit better. Okay, so we have a heart here, right? We got V1, V2, V3, V4, V5, and V6. Remember, these are our precordial or chest leads. They sit on our chest, V1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, all the way to the mid-axillary line over here, right? Going all the way across like that. So these are our right-sided chest leads, and these are our left-sided chest leads. And they're positive, okay? So the wave of depolarization, if it's going towards the right, then we get, and the wave of depolarization goes to the right, then we get a positive deflection. If the wave of depolarization is going towards the left, this is a positive, so it's positive over there as well. Follow me so far? Okay. All right, so um, because we're getting this wave of depolarization in V1 that goes down to the left, okay, we get a, a positive deflection over there and a negative deflection over here. I'm making it way too small probably. That makes sense so far? Okay. Whoops. Except I did it completely wrong, didn't I? Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> it should be that way, and it should be that way and that way. That's better. So we call that a septal R. You can put a little, little, little R there and a septal Q down there. Follow me so far? Good. If you're nodding your head, no, I didn't even see it. Okay, so going down to the left next, so it's going positive to the left, so now we've got a positive deflection over here and we get a negative deflection. Wait a minute. Confusing myself again, aren't I? Did I do that wrong again? I did. Oh, you're right. 
the heat, the heat. I'll blame it on the heat today. All right, so this is letter R. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not, okay. I'm like, that is not right. Okay, so down to the left, gives us a positive reflection over here. This is not even going to help you because I'm going to confuse myself so much. 